Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode number 146. My name is Jason Robertson. I am the owner of Outdoor Legacy, and we specialize in selling the best thermal and night vision optics on the market. And as always, I've got my co-host, Mr. Hans East Texas from the Hans East Texas YouTube channel. What is going on tonight, Hans? Well, we know why everybody's tuning in right now, Jason, because they want to know who is the uh, grand prize giveaway winners. There's three of them, three winners. But for the uh, the AGM ASP TM160s, I know that's why everybody's tuning in. But I'm going to tell you what, we've got a great show. Otherwise, it is a blizzard down here in Texas. Uh, we are out shoveling snow, trying to trying to get out of our house, trying to keep uh, pipes from busting. You know, we got six to eight inches up here, Jason. I know you got about the same down there. That's a big deal. But this is the second time. This year we've gotten some significant snow, but I'm gonna get out here in a little bit and it, uh, see what is. this coyote hunting's like uh, in this deep snow. Well, I'll tell you this: it's uh, I know that the, that our northern brothers are like man six or eight inches in, in cold weather. They deal with it for six months, but uh, Texans uh, are not made for this stuff. No. Our, our construction's not made for it. We're not made for it. And you know we were into single digits last night. I think tonight we're. Uh, probably going to hit zero or, or I think, you know, a lot of places, maybe y'all up there even going to go into negative numbers. Uh, it's, it's strange times. And so, Hey, by the way, if uh, either Hans or I, or both of us don't have a video on this podcast, it's just because uh, my internet is already down. Uh, we're trying to figure out a way to, uh, you know, get each other the video and the audio. So we're going to see. It's going to be an Let's interesting see. podcast, but, uh, you know, we, we do our best every week to bring the show to you. Rain, shine, snow, blizzards in Texas, we're here. So we do have a great show, though. We do. And so let's get, uh, before we get into the, the four of you, the AGM Rattler uh, TS-25, let's, let's let everybody know who the giveaway winners. Again, we picked, or we didn't pick, I think uh, we let Trent, Trent, uh, yeah. Trent at AGM. Dude. Yeah, we uh, Trent was on our show a few weeks ago. Now uh, he is with AGM, and we let him do the honors of randomly selecting three winners. And this is for again for the AGM ASP TM160. These are the the cool little uh, monoculars that have just actually they they did a price drop on them here recently. Trent broke that news on the show, but we're giving away three right now. So Jason, who are our lucky winners? Okay, the lucky three winners. Uh, I was on the phone with Trent just a little bit ago, and uh, he randomly picked the numbers uh, of the, you know, we had all the, the uh, entries in, in order, and he just randomly picked numbers. And uh, these are the three winners. Again, each one of these people will win uh, a AGM ASP TM160, uh, now worth $400 a piece, $399. They were $500 previously, and these are the three winners. Number one, Danny Thompson. Number two, Jim Kennedy. And number three, Michael Thomas. And if you're one of these people, now I, I didn't consider the fact that there may be uh, <laughs> there's a lot of fairly common, common names. names that there's there's probably <laughs> going to be somebody. But but uh, yeah, I've got your email address, and we will do our best to to drop you an email uh, later in the week and let you know. But if you do hear this. Uh, feel free to send us an yeah. email, and we will get these shipped out to you. Uh, I think they may come. I'm not sure if we're shipping them to you or if AGM shipping them. Either way, we're going to get them to you, and we want to say a huge thank you to AGM. Yeah. This has been our biggest 
giveaway ever, the number number one, the, the, the biggest dollar amount yeah. uh, and the most number of entries. People got super yeah. excited about this and, and we were excited as well. Yeah, tons and tons uh, of entries. I mean, obviously. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. And I got a little tickled. When you were reading the names, I just imagined about 15 people screaming and hollering that they won because of how common the names are. So, <laughs> so if, if you are, if your name was called and you're one of the, the guys, uh, that, that did, somebody will be in touch with you soon. So if your exactly. name was called, but it wasn't you, you'll find out pretty soon because you won't get a email <laughs> or something. But, uh, but yeah, congratulations to the winner and we're going to get right into the review. This is a, a scope review that, uh, we talk about it every week and we sound like broken records sometimes that a lot of people have been calling asking about, uh, Jason, you and I are on the phones, uh, all day, every day. The, this scope we're going to be talking about today is one that is coming up more and more on every conversation that we're having. Um, a lot of it has to do with the price point. Um, but I think now that, you know, we're starting to talk about it more, people are seeing the quality of this stuff and they say, Hey, what is going on with these AGM Rattlers? TS25, and uh, we're going to do the full review. Jason's going to do the specs, specs. We're going to do ID ranges. We're going to do all that stuff right now, uh, starting off again with Jason with the specs. So, Okay. So, so you ready for me? You yeah, you know, you were else. pretty busy today. I, I, I had to – you were running around trying to pick up people in the snow that were stranded and being just a, an excellent human being that you are. I wrote up the spec <laughs> list for you uh, with the show notes. So if any of these are wrong, it's my fault. Um, I oh, don't think they are. Yeah. We checked over a few times, but uh, no, I think um, they're right. We can send I, I all that. Yeah. Send all the hate mail to Michaela. Um, <laughs> at, at yeah, no, yeah <laughs> poor Michaela. Yeah, I hadn't done anything wrong. Yeah. So I, I do have the scope. I'm going to show this here. One thing I want to point out is there is a sticker on the side, and there's no mount. This is uh, this was our demo scope. That's before they had the American Defense mounts ready. I just grabbed this one out of the pile. Uh, this sticker here on the side, they're not going to be there. They're actually going to be in the lid uh, of the lens cap inside there, so you're not going to see that. But it gives you an idea of what it looks like with the different buttons and everything. And I'll be showing this here in a little bit while we're talking about them. But uh, with that said, I want to go over these specs real quick, and, and I want to mention two things. This is the TS-25. And there's also a Rattler TS-35. Right. Uh, this review is not going to be of that scope. We're going to do it uh, separately uh, at a later date. It's probably going to be a few weeks. We've still got a few interviews uh, and some discussions about some other brands. But we, we had a little bit of time this week, so we wanted to go ahead and get this in here and uh, you know let people know about it. So I'm going to go over these specs, and then at the end I'll go ahead and tell you just the, the quick difference in the, the Rattler TS-35 in case you're wondering. Right. So... This unit is uh, got a price of $1,995, $1,995. It is a 384 by 288 resolution thermal sensor at 17 microns. It's got a 25 millimeter objective lens. It has an OL, <coughs> got choked up, an OLED, man, I'm choking over here, OLED display screen. That is 1024 by 768 high resolution. It is a 1.5 power base magnification, and it goes up to 12 power with the digital zoom. So again, starts at 1.5 power. 
It does have a focusable objective lens. It's got a focusable uh, diopter for the rear eyepiece. Uh, it's got a 50 hertz refresh rate. Uh, field of view is approximately 78 foot horizontally at 100 yards. That is in a super wide, extremely wide uh, field of view there. It does include internal video recording. That's something uh, that uh, I'm, I'm trying to think here before I say this and I'm wrong, but I can't think of any other optics in, uh, that we've seen this cheap nope. uh, that is this quality that have internal video recording. So uh, no audio. There's not a microphone, but it, but it is uh, video. There's multiple color palettes. Uh, you know, you got black hot, white hot, and then several other palettes. You've got multiple color uh, reticles. Uh, different uh, crosshair options, and then you do include picture-in-picture picture on this unit. Two CR123A uh, lithium batteries are what run the scope, and I've done some extensive testing on these, and I say extensive because uh, I kept getting such a long runtime that I thought <laughs> something was wrong, and I was really, really confused of what was happening. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I ran through four or five sets of batteries, and I'm going to say safely uh, at a indoor, you know, 65, 70 degree temperature, sitting on a desk, you're going to get a four and a half to five and a half hour runtime, but I'm going to safely say four and a half to five hours in the field, obviously turning the scope off and on, recording video, doing those things. I think you're going to bring that down closer to that four and a half hour mark, but uh, I was very impressed with that. It was longer than I thought that it was going to be. Uh, and then you can run the unit off of an external USB battery pack, any normal little you know, $30 battery pack that you could buy or you might already have run your cell phone or tablet will run this unit for many, many hours. Uh, it is rated for down to negative four degrees Fahrenheit. And I told Hans, I never thought I'd say it, but I might be able to actually <laughs> exactly. test this in that kind of weather. Never happens. So uh, it never happened. And it is an IPS 6-7 rating, which means it's fully dust proof. It's waterproof, submersible to three foot for 30 minutes. It includes a three-year warranty, and it will include an American Defense Manufacturing super high-quality quick-detach mount pre-attached to it when you buy it. And uh, as I've been asked to do, uh, people ask, how is this for left-handed people? It is 100% ambidextrous. There is no reason left or right it will matter. All the buttons are right here on the top. I just want to show that real quick. You've got the up, down, left, right, center menu button, like a select button, and then a separate power button. Uh, I think that this, in my opinion, is the easiest, simplest button layout that you can get on a scope. Yeah. We will talk about that a little bit more. Now, real quick, before I let Hans butt in here and uh, start going over some other stuff, I want to say... The difference in the TS-35 Rattler, it looks just like this unit. Put them in a bag, shake them up. You can't tell the difference. Uh, but what is different is that it is a two-power base magnification, where this is a 1.5. It's a little more magnification. Um, it is a little larger objective lens, but you're going to have a slightly smaller field of view. And it's going to be twenty four ninety five. So basically, five hundred bucks more, and you're going to get a half a power more of magnification, and that's the only real difference in it. So helps. yeah, that's a, man, that's a lot of that's a lot of specs, but that is a lot of good specs. We'll talk about more uh, about it, some of the things that we like and some of the things that you threw in there. But 
Um, everybody wants to know on these scopes, and we'll get into who is this scope is going to be uh, really geared towards, but ID ranges, you know, how far, that's one of the first questions that people, when you talk about scopes, how far can I see with it? How far can I, you know, ID an animal? So, um, you know, something like this, 1.5 base magnification is, is somewhat lower on the lower end of the spectrum as far as uh, the, the base magnification. But I'm going to say uh, just from our testing and looking and, and, you know, playing around with it and having it out a bunch, uh, I'm going to say a good ID range on this is going to be probably about 200 yards, uh, maybe a little bit longer, 200, 250 yards maybe. Um, and the only reason yep. is, is because this has a very good picture image, very sh uh, you know crisp and sharp. Um, but the reason why the ID range might be lower than some of the other units out on the market is because it's a 1.5 power. So that's going to keep your, your ID range a, a little bit on the lower side. But what you see from zero to 200 yards is very good, very sharp and very crisp. Yes, it, it is. And I'm going to tell you something. I think, yeah, if you ask me on ID range, I'm going to say 250. I know that there's some other scopes uh, like the now discontinued Pulsar Core rxq 30 v We used to say that scope was 175, 200 yards conservatively, but realistically. And I believe that's true. That was a fixed focus scope. Mm -hmm. And because of this focusable objective, it's the same magnification. I think you're easily gaining 25 to 50 yards out of it. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that I think you're going to be shooting at 250 yeah. yards all the time yeah. with it, but I do think that that is a, a reasonable identification range. And, and when Hans and I talk ID range, I think this is important because uh, we're not talking about a cow or a horse mm -hmm. or a deer. I think you can ID all those at at least those ranges, but further, we're talking about a coyote or a hog. Mm -hmm. I mean, because that's the average animal uh, that, that people are going to be hunting with these. And so I think 250 on a, uh, uh, a hog or a coyote is very reasonable. And 800 for a cow. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah no. exactly. And a lot of people always ask me, they say, okay, but what's the detection range? And I'm like, a very, very, very yeah. long ways. Yeah. I don't know what the, the, the specs would say on this. I don't think it matters because it's always way further than it. I mean, I've never had anybody ever who's bought any kind of quality thermal scope that said, man, I just can't detect something far enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, 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 if there's ever a complaint, it's like, well, I can't ID it far enough. Right. But nobody's like, well, you know, I just, I know there's a coyote out there at two miles and I just can't <laughs> see it. It's like, yeah. no, it's, it's a very, very long ways. And if, if you forced me to say, I would say this, you're going to see a hog or a coyote easily, I, I mean, see it. I know you can do it at seven, eight, nine hundred yards. It may be twice. I don't know, but it's a long, long ways. Yeah, I looked up and down for what AGM was saying, what the detection range was. I, I didn't find anything. I didn't see anything. Like you said, it really doesn't matter. Really, what mainly matters is um, the ID range. But people want to see coyotes running in, even though they may not know it's a coyote. Uh, but you'll see a black dot running in at 700 yards. And then as it gets closer, you'll be able to tell what it is. But we're going to get into the likes and dislikes. I'm going to run with the likes here, Jason, because I want to kind of steal your thunder. There's a lot of things going on here. This, here this scope right here is pushing a lot of boundaries. What it's doing is we're seeing features, like Jason talked about, with this scope at a price range that we've never seen before. And I'll run through a couple uh, in total video recording for a sub-$2,000 thermal scope. 
like Jason said, I don't know of anyone on the market right now that has that uh, or any ones that we would consider selling that would have that. So uh, that's yeah, a, How about that? There may be something out there, but I don't know yeah, that we would sell it. Yeah, so. exactly. So that and you're getting a very, very high-end American defense manufacturing mount, which, as most of you know, usually start around $200 um, in, in most cases. So there, I mean, the American defense manufacturing mount and internal video recording for sub-$2,000 scope is a huge deal. If you combine that with the um, uh, the picture image and, and the fact the that... Focusable the, objective. Yeah, yeah, you're getting the, the uh, you know, the focusable objective lens, again, uh, something that was not seen on other scopes in this price range. That's, man, there's this, like I said, this scope pushes a lot of boundaries as it, as it pertains to price and value. When I say value, that is what are you getting with the scope as an additional feature. And this is, uh, there's a lot to be excited about with this scope. And I know this is going to be one that a lot of people are just going to flock to because of everything you get with it. Well, I'm going to tell you what my likes are, and and it's because I'm holding it, so it's easy for me to remember some of these small things that are big things. And I already mentioned it, and if you're watching the video on YouTube, you're seeing this. I've already pointed to them. But these buttons are a big deal. This is the perfect design, in my opinion. It's better than a straight row of buttons. It's better than anything else because here's the reason why. And if you're watching this, you'll see this. When you you put your finger up here, you're going to find what I call like the home button. Mm -hmm. It's your center button or your menu button. Your finger always goes to that. And then all you got to do is, you know, you you move it forward or backwards, left or right, just like a remote control. Use your TV remote. It's the same thing. There's a reason that TV remotes all have that standard design on them and they have for years. It is super, super easy. I like the separate power button uh, because that's I want a button that turns the scope off and on. I don't want it to do a bunch of other stuff. And so I really, really do like this. I just think that is something that is well thought out, well designed. The other thing that is a big deal to me, I've never seen a scope like this. Uh, a lot of these small little uh, form factor scopes we have seen for years have this, you know, two CR123A batteries in the side of them. It's not uncommon uh, to see that in this style of scope. But what I've never seen, and I know it may be a little hard to see on this video, and I already took this out to show people, the, the lid is rather than just popping in and pressing in with kind of an O-ring where you've got to lock it in tight uh, over those two batteries, this is a hinged lid mm-hmm. and it has a... Uh, a thumb screw on it. So now when you press this down, you are getting this thumb screw in here and you're able to keep this battery lid tight on those batteries. And that's a big deal when you're using CR123As, especially when they're laying side by side like this. Again, this is the side by side design. We've seen that for years and years on thermal scopes, but I can't think of any that had that you got leverage with that hinge and then putting that thumb screw in and what that, and people are like, well, what's it matter? Well, what it matters is uh, a known problem with a lot of these type of scopes is you don't press down that battery lid compartment good. Mm-hmm. And then you can shoot and the little pop up right. pop open and the batteries fall out, or maybe it doesn't, maybe it's just not locked down good. Yep. And then the batteries rattle 
uh, uh, under the recoil and they'll just get a, you know, a little bit loose in there on those springs and cause a weak connection. The scope will shut off and you got to power it back on because it just it lost power for just a second. So anyway, I just really, really like it's a very small thing. Uh, you know, most people wouldn't think of it, but I think it's it's a big deal. Yep. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do the dislikes because I know you're going to make me. Yeah, it, uh, one thing. I, yeah. Do. Well, I, I'm going to say one thing. I, and, and again, I I, I don't want to gloss over the fact that this really puts the ball in the court of other thermoscope manufacturers because now they have to look at AGM and say they're offering a sub two thousand dollars scope with internal video recording and a high end QD mount. We have to do. Mm-hmm. We have to up our our offerings to be able to start to compete with that. This is good for everybody. This is what the market has wanted to see for the last few years. Uh, people have asked for prices to come down. Well, prices, you know, are, are either holding steady or coming down, but the quality uh, and accessories and all this stuff coming in is increasing. And this is great for the whole market and for the industry. So I'll let you get into the dislikes, um, you know, Jason, why do you hate this scope so much? I love, no, I'm joking. I, I, I love how you always like, yeah, Jason, tell us about what you don't like. This is I get this every time yeah. we do a scope review. Um, I don't dislike much uh, at all. And Hans and I sometimes say, well, we're going to be nitpicky because that's what we're here for. I really can't find much at all I don't like. But I, I will say I'm not the biggest fan of the menu. Um, I don't know. It's it's just like the, the AGM ASP menus. Uh, and I guess the Taipans now. So it's very similar to that. If you've ever used an AGM, you know, I don't know, it's not bad. It's just not my favorite. I, I think manipulating it is is easy with the buttons, which I appreciate. Uh, I just, I don't know. The menu's kind of strange to me. I kind of wish that it had, it's got symbols. And sometimes I like, I don't know what that symbol is. I, I wish that it had maybe like a, a text label on it. I don't know. I feel like I can get a little lost in it. Uh, the only other thing that I, I don't really, I wish that I had a little more control of, maybe I should say, is over the image. Uh, there's two different, um, basically like, I don't know what we'd call it, image modes. I don't know what they officially call it. There's one that's like jungle and mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. what the other one even says, to, to be honest with you. Uh, th- there's two modes and I don't know, one of them I, I like, the other one I don't. I don't necessarily... I'm not saying you need some more modes, but I just don't feel like I have a whole lot of control. One thing I will say is when I first got this unit, um, I, I was looking at it and I wasn't sure I was getting what I really should be out of the image. I was like, man, it looks good, but it's not as good as what I would expect. And I saw uh, another you know, dealer that Hans and I are friends with. He got one of them. And uh, he posted a video and I was like, okay, that looks better than what I've got. So I ended up talking to him. He said, Hey, run the brightness up on this thing. Well, I normally keep my brightness down pretty low. And so I ran my brightness up, adjusted the contrast. Uh, and I was really surprised that the image really improved. It's, it's, it, it made a change that I wasn't expecting it to make. And so, uh, it was something, you know, again, I kind of had to get somebody to, to, you know, say, Hey, try this. And it worked really well with the brightness, uh, being run up higher. Uh, again, overall, I, that's not really much to say that I don't like, but good gracious, I can't think of a small, lightweight, compact thermal scope for 2000 bucks, internal video recording, QD mount, good button layout, 
I mean, I don't know what's not to like about it. This scope right here, if you're looking to get into night hunting mm -hmm. and you want a thermal scope and, you know, I have guys all the time that say, well, I don't want to break the bank. Well, everybody's definition of break the bank is different. So this might break the bank for you or your definition might be higher. Mm -hmm. But golly, I just think this is a good yeah. little scope for the dollar. Well, it's... Uh, February 15th, 2021. My dislike is we don't have 200 a month, 200 of them on the shelf right now. So <laughs> I, I agree, but we're, we're going to, I think we're going too soon. I was yeah. talking to Trent yeah. and, and they're getting us more and more in. So I yeah. think we're going to be, be pretty good soon. Now, so here's one thing that, that I want to know, Hans, I want to talk to you a little bit about what your opinion of who should buy this scope. And, and you know what? I think even a bigger deal. It's a bigger group. Who shouldn't buy this scope? I mean, what? Who is this good for? And and uh, I'm going to speak to this real quick, and then I'm going to let you answer that question. I'm going to let you think about it a second. I tell people this all the time, and this is very important when I'm talking to customers on the phone. Uh, you know, these scopes are tools, mm -hmm. and you can buy the right tool for the job, or you can buy the wrong tool for mm -hmm. the job. And it doesn't mean that you can't make that tool work, okay? You can, you know, you can improvise and you can force that square peg in a round hole. And I know I've talked about this on other shows before and our regular listeners are probably like, ah, yeah, we know. But it's super important. Uh, you've got to buy the right scope for what you're wanting to do. Now, I also understand sometimes you got a budget constraint and you go, hey, the right scope for what I need costs five grand mm -hmm. and my wife's not going to let me spend five grand on the scope. You know, I get that. Sometimes you got to get what you can get. Yeah. But with that said, who do you think this scope is good for? What niche does it really fit? Yeah. So I'm going to go with what you just said before. I like the idea that who is this scope not good for? <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, if you're obviously, if, if you're in the market and you want 640 resolution and you've got the dollar bills in your pocket, uh, this scope is, is probably not for you. If you're looking for something uh, in the, the 640 resolution range, something with, a, you know, more base magnification. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys up there that coyote hunt, and they say, I'm a long-range shooter. I've got, you know, high-end rifles. I need to be able to shoot coyotes at 300 yards. This scope is not for you. Uh, but what I will say, <laughs> this scope is for you if you are – there's a lot of different categories. I'll start with the first one. And the one that we hear of more and more these days, if you are wanting something for home defense, something to monitor your mm -hmm. property, you got mm -hmm. 10 acres, you got 50 acres, whatever you got, but you're just trying to secure your perimeter in your house. This is a perfect scope for you because it's low magnification, wide field of view. Uh, you can take it off and use it as a monocular uh, it's, you know, perfect for home security, land security. It is perfect for the farmers and the ranchers out there. Right now is a good time to talk about it where they're trying to, uh, you know, with the bitter winter cold and sometimes you got, you know, uh, cabin going on, uh, being able to go out and count your herd. I mean, it's a good scope for that for, for land management. Um, if you're hunting and you want something for hunting, if you only have – $2,000 in your pocket and you want a thermal scope and you get want to get one of the best thermal scopes you can get for the money, this is a good scope for you. If if you are a, uh, a hog hunter in the South, um, if you uh, 
no, there's lots of coyote hunters that I talk to, Jason, that are in Kentucky. I talked to a guy in Kentucky uh, last week, coyote hunter in Kentucky, but he said, my longest shot, we got so many woods, it's a forest. My longest shot's going to be 100 yards. Well, something like this, yeah. lower base magnification is going to be good for you. So I think anybody in those, in those, uh, you know, specific applications, uh, you know, some, you know, primarily shooting under a hundred yards is probably going to be ideal. Um, yeah, you right. know, if you need a buddy scope, man, <laughs> this is an awesome buddy scope. If you want to have two scopes and one that you can use as a thermal monocular, uh, you know, and then have an extra scope when your buddy comes along, I yeah. can't think of a better scope than this to have, you know? So there's a yeah. lot of great uses and advantages for this. Uh, and I, I, you know, there's just so many different applic- applications. No, I, I, a hundred percent with agree with all that. So if you ask me, who's it good for? I would say what you said, it's good for the hall gunner. It's good for the guy who's going to be taking most of his shots under a hundred yards. Uh, I think if uh, you occasionally need to shoot out there at 125 to 150 yards, you can do it. I think if you need to uh, take a long shot, very rarely out there at 200 and you're like man i mean i just need to be able to do it if i have to i think this this scope will do that um i had a guy tell me the other day he's like man i don't know how anybody can can you know use one and a half power i'm like listen i mean that's a very common magnification and i keep going back and you know i keep referencing referencing but like that you know that pulsar xq 30v just because it's such a similar scope to this uh, in price and everything is it was a 1.6 power scope. Well, and we just yeah, sold and think those about the, for the, four years. The, the $5,000, you know, Pulsar Trail XP fifties. I mean, yeah. 1.5 power. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and, I mean, and, and the yeah, great exactly. scope. Yeah. Great scope. Now, absolutely. So I think that it is definitely uh, a, a very good value for, for a guy who, who says that, that makes that comment. I don't want to break the bank. I think this is the scope you get. Mm. I think it's got uh, all the bells, all the whistles, all the features that you're going to need. The picture in picture, that's going to let you reach out there and, and take those little bit longer shots so you don't have to zoom up your whole uh, display screen and, and lose uh, part of your image quality there. And somebody asked me, you know, what's it look like when you zoom it up? You know, how, how does it, does it pixelate? I'm like, it looks in my opinion, just like any normal thermal scope will look when you've zoomed it up and you've cut that resolution, you know, in half mm-hmm. by zooming. So I think it's pretty standard there. Uh, I just, I think it's a great all around scope. A guy asked me, he said, I'm a coyote hunter. Can I use this scope? And I said, yes, as long as you're wanting to keep most of those shots in there at that hundred yards or less. If you know right off the bat, hey man, I'm shooting 150, 200 yards every night, then you're going to need to step up. You're going to need to get something with some more magnification. Uh, but I think your point about home security, and I talked to a guy this morning about this scope, and he said, man, I want to see what my dogs are barking at. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to, you know, go out there, look all around my property and just see what's going on. Well, let me tell you why a lower magnification scope is going to be better for that. It's field of view. We already said the scope's got a, what, 73, 78, 78 foot. Yeah, horizontal field of view at 100 yards. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of these, you know, most, you know, the average scope that's going to be anywhere from a two to three power, you're going to be somewhere in the say 60 
to down mm-hmm. to 40, 42, 42 foot field of view. So, and that's not bad, but you're almost double that. Yeah. And so uh, that's really going to be good for quickly scanning, identifying, spotting, seeing that there's something out there. And there it is. So I, I really, I think just for a guy who is looking to get into this, maybe you're taking your first step into thermal from a digital night vision scope. This is a very, very good yep. step up from that. So I'll tell one more story, and it's a conversation I had with a guy recently who was looking for, he, was, he said, Hans, either I want night vision or I want a thermal. I can't decide. I don't have a lot of money. He told me where they're, you know, they're taking close shots. I said, he said, I go out with my buddies all the time and, you know, we, we like to shoot, but I, I don't know if I'm ready to go up and have, I don't have to have thermal money. And I said, are your buddies hunting with thermal? And he said, yeah. And I said, if you are the only guy hunting with night vision, you're going to hate life. <laughs> and all your buddies it's are hunting true. with thermal. That's true. And we talked about the Rattler. And he said, man, that's a perfect choice for me. You know, it's, I'm only going to do this once a month. You know, we're not shooting long ranges. I want to be able to have thermals. So my buddies, you know, I don't, they don't have a huge advantage over, over me. So something like this. Um, but if you are interested in purchasing the AGM Rattler TS-25, Give uh, Jason a call at 877-350-1818. You can go onto the website at OutdoorLegacyGear.com. Thank you all for watching. Uh, We kept this video shorter than most because we know that there's a blizzard and we've got to somehow upload this video onto iTunes and Google Play. Um, But if you want to check out all of of our past episodes, you can do so at TheLateNightVisionShow.com. You can find... Uh, all, also, all of our past episodes on YouTube at The Late Night Vision Show. You find us on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, you can find Jason uh, at Outdoor Legacy on Facebook and also on Instagram. And you can find me, Hans, over at, uh, uh, over at YouTube at Hans ETX. I uh, just got done doing our review on the IRA Rico MK1. It's got a, a lot of views doing really well, and I appreciate y'all checking out all those videos. Um, I will be doing reviews on all of the Rattlers coming out from AGM, all of the Taipans. So just stay tuned. We're getting, you know, getting all that stuff and uh, getting some hunting time, uh, more hunting time behind it, so we can put out those videos and get those those hunts. That's what people want to see, Jason. They want to see hogs and coyotes dropped with this stuff. So uh, we're do. stacking up videos to do so. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram as well, Hans ETX. So I appreciate it. All right, folks, thanks for coming back again to the Late Night Vision Show. Uh, If you're a first-time listener or viewer, please like, subscribe, so you can see our other videos. Uh, We do appreciate your support. If you're a long-time listener, uh, we appreciate all those who support the show by purchasing their night vision and thermal optics from Hans and I at OutdoorLegacyGear.com. You can always go there, and uh, if you see something that you want and it's not in stock, we've normally got a backorder option for that, uh, including these rattlers. If you don't see those in stock, uh, definitely you can do that backorder. You can holler at us and and, send us an email or something and check the backorder status, uh, what the wait time is, but we do appreciate your business. And uh, Hans and I are fixing to pack this thing up, bundle up, go try to uh, uh, save our pipes, and uh, hopefully nothing's going to be busting. So between now and then, y'all stay safe in the field, stay warm, and keep making those bacon pancakes.